0: Welcome to another edition of Michael L. Craver Presents. was thinking about a friend of mine. Had a little break for the day, January the 9th. Nice and cold outside. It's winter time. It's brisk is a good word for it. But uh, that's not the B word. That's not the five-letter B word we were using to describe some individuals. They're just having casual conversations and thinking of people just dropping the ball, you know. Not maximizing potential, if it's folks who perhaps you're born with, a, we all are differently, your potential is here, their potential is there, as I've said many, many times, just because someone else makes a 93 on a test and you make an 80, it should not reflect your personal happiness, if you're putting in 100% of your potential, of what your abilities uh are doing for you. The old movie, Dirty Harry, I believe it's, quote me on this, is it the enforcer? Is a sudden impact. He's talking about a man's got to know his limitations. Well, it's, it's an interesting thought. And I think about the environment around you. Uh, are those part of your limitations? And they might be, right? We can only move so fast, evolution, vaccines, things that are going on in the world. I don't talk very much about politics. What would, Who'd you vote for? What are you doing? Are you? It's a system that revolves with and without you. So, yes, you can partake in it, but you play a... If you're doing it on that mathematical scale, <coughs> the kind of impact that you can actually have on the totality of the system. Not worth the effort. Not worth the effort. But what about the... What about what? Taxes have not changed that much in my lifetime. Like if you're... Freedom of speech has not changed very, you know. Well, they're banning the the president on Twitter. That's not. It's a private company. That's not free speech. He can still say whatever he wants to say in any way he wants to say it, long as he's not, you know, violating a general statute. It's pretty simple stuff. They refused him service. Oh, like any restaurant can do, any convenience store, gas station up and down the line, right? They make us wear masks. Don't they require you to wear shirts or shoes or flip-flops or pants or whatever right? Well, okay. I don't understand. You can't show them your nipples, but you're upset that they're going to have some sort of medical precautionary changes to the dress attire. Like it, <laughs> there's, no, there's no medical basis for you to have to wear a shirt. Uh, it's hygienic. Well, if you're going to make that basis uh, of of an argument, then (laughs) how are you going to argue against the mask, right? I've set you into, uh, what are these on my shoulders? Into a trap, or traps, as, as some of you know out there. And I just, I have so much fun doing wordplay with people that I think to get the most, um, I don't deal with prostitution, so I don't use the term bang for your buck, but, um, Reminds me of this old red fox. He was talking about uh T V preachers being pimps. And the people in the audience were Ooh. He says, He's taking off wimmy, he? I'm sorry. My my speech is <laughs> my mind's moving faster than my mouth. <laughs> Maybe you can relate. Anyway, um uh, he said, uh his preachers are pimps. He said these guys are taking they're taking money off of women, aren't they? Yeah. Not working, are they? No. That's a pimp <laughs> he said. And I, I just love the red fox attitude. He says, I used to be a pimp. Now I'm a trick. <laughs> he's performing for money. He's, he's a comedian. It's I, I've always loved the the word, the term, the process of vulnerability. It's part of trust. It's part of everything in the world, right? You're vulnerable. Yeah, you could take your time and throw it into the political system, think you're going to make a difference, stand, march, hold up a thing, right? What if they riot? What if they shoot tear gas? What if it's cold outside and you catch the flu? I mean, you know, you get, yes, there's been people that protest run over by cars. There's probably also people who get caught out in the rain and it's harder on their laundry or they don't want to have to get in their leather seats in their car on the way home. I mean, there's... There's a lot of inconveniences in life or things that are going to cause this direction to happen. And it's inconvenient for you. Okay. I'm sure you're inconvenient for them. That's why you're protesting. You're protesting something, right? Now, you could march for something. That's when something's not in place. A protest would be against something that already exists. We'll differentiate the too. They're marching for civil rights, but they're protesting an existing policy. And I I just think back to, you know, the the old adages of, you know, where is your effort best suited? You know, are you going to make a dent in government? Probably not, you know. Um, Even as a person, one person in the population, let's say, you know, half of us could vote at 150 million. Or I guess it's 130 million people are accounted for, right? But if, I don't know. How the undocumented thing works. So let's what's let's, let's let's do like after the puberty here. After puberty happens, let's lowball this, and um, and go with fifty million people can vote. Well, one out of fifty million means you're not one in a million. You're one in fifty million. <laughs> so there's the difference you're going to make. But if you rise up and you do that, yeah, okay. But I mean, the, the answer in the scheme of the world by Neanderthal rule would be to just wipe you out silence you put you in jail kill you whatever it might be and then you're no more powerful than anybody else was they'll just redistribute your resources i mean you may have power of a state or have to go to probate court or uh will it down and your uh last wishes to somebody but you know your is your individual influence your sentient being is gone right and somebody else is, is uh going to be doing that work now and uh A lot of people don't want to protest. You know, they like things the way they are. They're pro-state. They want to do it for state, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Some people don't want to change anything. They want to have to do any changes. They don't want to have to make any extra effort. You know, they don't want to even get to the first step in any process. You know, the first step in any process is to give a fuck. Well, they don't. They don't, and they they look at what you're doing as wasteful, as you know, as ridiculous. There's folks who go on Facebook, Twitter. I guess there was or is or in Parler, Instagram, TikTok. You know, wherever you're able to put out content, and I think they just want to be heard. Like they're looking for the what do they belong to. What belongs to me? These are my followers, this many likes, this va- and that's this that's the social magic, right? <laughs> Those folks don't care about you. they haven't reached the first step in any process. You, on the other hand, have created content and distributed well, somebody else has distributed. you've submitted it, and anyone who has run across your content still has not taken the first step in any process. Well, I mean, they look, they listen, they... Do they care? Do they give it? No, probably not. I mean, the odds are against it, right? Most people don't. Like, you know, we always thought that when you're a a restaurateur, or, you know, you're one of the people who's in restaurants with me, that if 10% of people use the coupon, we've been successful. So that's your, your marketing budget. You dump a bunch of money into it. You know, those of you who go out there and you watch NBC, you watch Hulu, however you might consume Shark Tank... They talk a lot about the customer acquisition costs of different products and, you know, what's your customer acquisition cost? Uh, You know, and some people have high numbers, low numbers, no numbers. You have to care about those things. I mean, right? You have to give a damn. and. There's people who don't. They're doing it for, you know, love of the game. They're going to, you know, repair cars on the side. They're never going to put up a billboard or tell anybody or be in the yellow pages. They go to the state and they register their business and they turn in their taxes and they do it the way you're supposed to. They choose not to. Uh, I wanted to use a fancy word like proselytize, but really that I think is consolidated down or it's got the connotation of religion to it. So maybe that is their religion. I I love I worship working on cars, okay, well, then you might be proselytizing to tell people about how you, your love of cars, you worship the V8, whatever it might be. Uh, well, you could work in a grocery store and be stockers and uh, the uh, juice aisle and be worshiping V8 well anyway, it's one of those things that you know you take a passionate thing to you, and it's hard to make other people care about your your cause. You know, you want to be part of the cause. I mean, man, there are only, maybe there's only four spots in the cause. Maybe you don't fit in. Maybe you're too like-minded. You know, maybe people in the cause want to be very different from each other. Maybe one wants to have physical fitness, one wants to have intelligence, and one wants to be a creator. Another one wants to be a dreamer. And you know, some people just want to be a good little soldier and follow orders. I mean, it could be a lot of different things, right? And even all of those things could be intertwined in the different people in your group. Lots of different people have different combinations, right? You look through a cookbook, there may be five or six recipes that much like when you're playing Wheel of Fortune, you want to guess an R, a T, an S, an N, and, you know, the most prominent letters are going to be part of most words. That's why they're the most prominent letters. It's math and science, okay? And if you want your cause to be something that people care about, obviously you've got to relate to them. And they talk a lot when you're, in communications classes and one of these modern things is this mirroring people, right? They have, they're speaking like this, so you're speaking like this. And it doesn't have to be Mickey Mouse. It could be anybody. You can talk to them on their level and talk about getting down on children's height. uh, I'm sorry, on their level and looking them in the eye or having the same height or having the same, you know, matching emotion to your voice, right? And that can be considered you know now we've got all these books it's the five languages you love your love language and you're just communicating that's your form of communication you want to be on their level you can name it what you want you can name your club whatever you want call your church whatever you want a lot of it's got the same concept just got a different name right well it's different qualities well they are i mean it's the genre right is a horror, a slasher, a thriller, a, you know, all of these movies that are considered to be scary movies are they're just they're scary movies. are horror movies. They're not going to win Best Picture for drama. Why? They're not dramas, right? I mean, it's very dramatic. No, it's got to fit the criteria. And so when you're talking to a child and you want to get into a zone that they can understand, you want to have this connection with them, speak on their level. I mean, yes, it'd be helpful to know things they can relate to, and say, "Here, I'm going to talk about my son's big and now in the Call of Duty Cold War." And um, you know, my daughter's all over Xbox and anime and and so forth. My youngest son is he's he's Mister Card Games, uh, Xbox and Roblox, and he's got his his home <laughs> menu that he eats from. And they're each their own individual, right? They've got a bonding name, household, family tree. They have characteristics that overlap with one another. They're very much alike. But they're very different. You know, you need something to set you apart. All right, well, you have a unique social security number, license plate, driver's license number, you know, DNA sequence is relatively unique. It's kind of funny because it's relative to other people and there's a play on words there. But anyway... When you are going through and trying to figure out how you relate to other people and broadcast your message or or grasp you know who's going to latch onto you and who's your core going to be, it's not the most difficult thing in the world to sit back and wait for those people to come out of the woodwork i mean it's in the scheme of things um I just, you know, I can't see to myself that it would be hard to recognize, hey, this person latches onto you, and they're going to hold it in and to do that. You're going to see it right away. Here's what, you know what I like about you? And they want to tell you. And they want to tell you why they're passionate about what they like about you, what they care about, what they give up about. And that's what it boils down to. Like, those people are going to give you all the information you need. You don't have to go looking for it. And that's the thing like you know, there's, you know, archaeologists don't have this great, I'm assuming here is too many Indiana Jones movies, but you're out on the go, you're a salesman, you're a lawyer, you're a person who's working X number of hours a week, you're, you're filming on location, you're gone, right? You don't have the homestead and the steady, consistent life that other folks have. Your ability to relate to people, to play a character, to do other things is going to be out there in a way that other people don't understand, because you don't have the same sense of identity. You're constantly on the go, and you're pulled in so many directions. Your core will be stretched out. Your concentration will be stretched out. Your ability to do any one thing as a specialty would be much more difficult. I know a little about a lot. Right. Or you know a lot about a little. But I mean, there's, if you're... I got a dollar and you got five places to spend it. Your average would be 20 cents, right? Mm -mm, I'm taking my whole dollar to this one store. That's fine. That's where you go. And the other stores get nothing. And you could divide that math up in any number of ways to meet your individual needs. But when you are creating yourself from the inside out, who am I? How do I feel about myself? How do I relate to people? All of that. It's this very humbling sort of experience that most people never get to the bottom of. Maybe later in life, but they're trying to figure out who they are. They have that midlife crisis. You know, there's, oh man, I've been working so hard. I haven't spent time here. I really wanted to get this done. Well, they, in their mind, they've, they've drummed it up, right? They've just haven't been able to follow through on each thing and check it off the list. They've been able to really absorb or have the full experience that they were seeking, So they have things that they've started the process about. They've just not been able to complete it. So figure out maybe where you are on your checklist. And think about whether you are a person who's going to be looking up and down the road and thinking to myself, okay, have I been here before? How far away from home am I willing to go? Am I a person who's gonna be lost right? You get too far from home, Some people never make it back they move away, get to the city. they're gonna oh, I'm gonna go out and conquer the world I mean, they're gonna you know in the end, they want to retire to the beach. great, no problem with that, but if you're just hoping to be able to get out of your comfort zone. This comfort zone of naivety, of not trying, of oh, let the government do it for me. Other people, sort of, they think they're woke. They're woken up. They've woken up. They've they're looking around and they're like, you know what? I know who I am, and I know where I'm going, and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to pick up a sign and I'm going to protest and I'm going to kick some ass. Okay, we'll go do it. But at the end of the day, like those people, um, could be jumping into a cause that is going to get results. They may be jumping into a cause that never gets off the ground. They may be, you know, dead issue. Could be something that's not popular enough in a democracy. Might be something that they found out is rather unscrupulous. It's illegal. It's uh, a multi-level marketing scheme, perhaps. Right? Because you don't have to join a protest or a march or you could be part of an organization Part of a church. Part of so many facets of things that turn out to be, and you pick the word, shady, corrupt, you know, illegitimate, whatever it is. And uh, just, I think that when we are vulnerable, as I mentioned before, we can fall into those things. We take the chances on those things. But, in that list of possibilities, just like in that possibility of you and one in 50 million, you and one in $330 330 million. Yes, you can identify by these unique things. But if you really want to stand out, if you're taking that math and science approach, you want to measure above those people cuz you want to get the 93 and then point out their 80 and say, "Hey, this is this is a capitalist society. You want to earn it. And I'm better than you and my vote counts more than your No, it doesn't. Your vote counts just once and theirs counts just once. Now, if you're talking about the accumulation of resources or wealth, whatever, you've done that. You've worked hard. You don't want them to redistribute your wealth. Okay? But have you accumulated wealth or resources or anything else, and now you're that guy sitting on the couch who's just got resources, who's got a pantry, who's got a bunker, who's got things that have an expiration date, like yourself, right? There's an expiration date. Time doesn't go backwards. All those things go into waste. Should you be using those gifts to enhance the area around you? To be charitable to less fortunate people? Um, that was something for you to think about. Because if you're given a gift, and this is a great scene I love from Goodwill Hunting, and it's in a lot of other movies as well, but you're given a gift, and the people around you see that gift, and they see you squandering that gift, there can be a lot of resentment. There can be a great deal of, hey, you have the power to change this. And you may look at it on that law of averages and go, hey, why don't you change it? Because the first thing I talked about in this podcast was potential. And we all have different potential. And your potential to change things and do things and make a difference can be drastically different than someone else. Maybe it would be good to know your limitations. got to get back to work. I appreciate you guys listening to me. And I hope you're having a warm and a safe new year. I'm going to follow up on this, maybe even tonight. Stay tuned. Thank you. Mm